Ladies and gentlemen, this is it. This is the season one finale of Reliving the Lights, a Friday Night Lights rewatch podcast. My goodness, what an episode, what a show. Uh, we have, we've got something special. We've got something special lined up for you all today. We do. Uh, we've got Platt's former Julie Taylor and Harrisburg's current <laughs> Eric Taylor in the house. <laughs> this is exciting, folks. Uh, well, let's let's do our let's do our introductions, and and then we'll let we'll let the Julie slash Eric uh, introduce himself. So I'm Josh Kuipers. Uh, this is my co-host. I'm Anthony Hookman, and we have with us tonight. I am Chase Hurt. I'm a Black Panther, like these two fine young gentlemen. And I'm proud to be Julie from season one. I'm okay with that. <laughs> season one, Julie is 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 fine. It's when you get into for, yeah. further seasons where it becomes a problem. But oh, she's terrible. Well, Chase, we are we are super excited uh, to to have you with us for this season finale episode. We figured we needed to do something special for for the the grand finale here and man it doesn't get much more special than a member of the hurt family in my opinion <laughs> that's right I, I agree. i'm super super excited i've been listening to you guys do every week it's been a highlight of mine all summer especially with what's going on <laughs> you, you, two, you two have knocked this out of the park it's been fantastic well yeah thanks man we we appreciate uh, all the love in you know when you're when you're working with just a an absolute masterpiece of uh, the small screen. It, it's easy, you know. We yeah. All the credit of the quality goes to to Jason Cadams and crew. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> Thank you. That's right. You put Taylor Kitsch on the screen, and you know, all I need. You, yeah. That's all you need. Uh, well, so, well, can... <laughs> so Chase, why don't you just give us uh, maybe a little bit of your history with the show? I'm assuming this isn't your first time watching. I know it's not your first time watching through. So. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, why don't you why don't you tell us about the the first time you watched it and how it's striking you this time? Yeah, I I'm a coach's kid. I've been around football my whole life. So any football show movie, we watched it at home or I watched it by myself. And Friday night, I actually I actually I'm gonna give credit to Anthony because I'm pretty sure he was the one who first said, Hey, this, this is really good. Really good. I had seen like maybe one episode. So I liked it. I got I got the green light from Anthony, and I was hooked. And the whole jumping from different channels and everything was kind of hard, but we hung with it. Then yeah. you could start buying DVDs, which was fantastic. <laughs> I think this is my – I've been watching with you guys. I believe this is my fifth time going yeah. through it. Nice. So I, it's I, – last year at our open house, we had to say our favorite show. Everyone's doing all the current stuff. I busted up Friday night. Right? That's so, right. I love it. I love it. Yeah. How long had it been since you had since you had watched, do you think? Oh, I think I watched it. Oh. When I was engaged to my wife. So we've been married seven years. So good <laughs> seven years. I had broke out, but Yep. Yep. That's what well. That seems to be a theme because that is the last time I watched it as well <laughs> when I was dating slash engaged to my wife, which was six years ago. So <laughs> I'm never getting married, so I can continue to watch Friday Night Lights forever. 
And I've heard you guys talk about this. I have tried with Rachel. I, this show is so good. Just watch yeah. it with me. She's not having it. Nothing. I know. She's, she, she likes like a lot of like murder and killing and <laughs> oh, season two. <laughs> right. Season two. That's good. <laughs> you just got to start her off there. <laughs> that's great. Yeah. That's, that wouldn't whatever. work for anyone else, but maybe for her. That, yeah. that's, oh, season uh, two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> has she given it a shot? Like, has she sat down and watched a couple episodes? Not with you? One episode. Not well, there one you episode. go. If you can just get a foot in the door and get an episode in, I think Here's you a, get it. Boys, I, I just got in trouble. Uh, Andrew just texted me. Did you just say you're never getting married? <laughs> <laughs> Busted. Yeah. And it begins. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. I'm banking on you getting married just so I have an excuse for a trip down to Mexico or something. Destination yeah. wedding. Let's go. It's, Come it's on, looking, man. Looking like it might oh, go that direction. Important. We'll see. Yeah. <laughs> All that right. Good. Happen. Come on, man. We can just have wherever we're at in the series, we can just all for your bachelor party just <laughs> hotel room. <laughs> yes. yes. Watch a couple episodes. Now there's an idea. Yes. <laughs> Heck, let's yeah, we can record on location. We could uh maybe do the uh, the Ross Erickson route and rent out the theater and play Friday Night Lights in the theater and then record the episodes. Yeah. This is yes. Yep. All right, you got to get married, man. <laughs> Let's go. All right. Well, good, Chase. We're we're excited to uh, to have you here. We're definitely going to tap into that Black Panther history, uh, the the inside look at the the coach's family, uh, all that as we go along. But uh, so just prepare yourself, and uh, if if you're not comfortable answering any questions. Tough and <laughs> if you want to be on the show, you better answer. So I might have a safe word if I yell grapefruit. That's <laughs> all right. Sounds good. All right. I do not have my IMDB pulled up yet. Oh yeah, I better get that to him too. Uh as we get that pulled up. Oh yeah. Uh Chase, what are you drinking tonight? I thought it was right. We're in the season. I went with a cold corona to get me through. Find my beach. <laughs> <laughs> Is there not a lime in there? I, 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 you know what? As I've aged, I've moved away from the lime a little bit more. Now, if there's one available, I'm cutting it up. But <laughs> right, we don't have a lime. They'll survive without it. Yeah, I'm good. All right. Tonight, I have a beer mosa. <laughs> we got <laughs> we got orange juice and <laughs> Michelob Ultra. So (laughs) I just, that's, I worked with what I had in the fridge and that's what I'm having. There you go. Well, you boys are going to like this one. So we, we made a quick trip to uh, Sioux Falls yesterday because I had an allergist appointment and we popped into Costco and I used I remember when I first like turned 21 or maybe when I was even still in like 20, I used to have these a lot and I haven't seen one in a while. So I had to get it, but it's the mini keg. (laughs) What? Yeah. <laughs> what? So, Oktoberfest? What even beer is that? What uh, is Breckenridge that? Breckenridge Brewery from uh, somewhere in Colorado. Fine Colorado Ales, it says. <laughs> Where did you Fest. buy that from? Costco. 
one point three two gallons. It's just a little keg you put in your fridge. And uh, I don't know if I can. We'll see if we can, because I need a refill. So all you got to do is just <laughs> do a little twisty poo and <laughs> fill you right up. Oh, you you can even get a nice little head on it, huh? Yeah. That's got to be the boxed wine of beer right yeah, there. <laughs> Dude, I remember like beer companies, I'm telling you, about 10 years ago, beer companies were trying to do mini kegs like Heineken. I remember Heineken. Yeah, yep, released one. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of who else, but I remember it was like a, for just a spell, it was a, it was totally a thing. And I always thought it'd be really cool. So when I came across it, 15 bucks for 1.32 gallons. Yeah, yeah. How can you not? You can't afford not to buy that. Yeah. I did the right. math yesterday and I can't remember exactly how much it was like per 12 ounce beer, but it like amounted to about a like a 15 pack or what would be like a 15 pack. Great so. deal. <laughs> well, congrats. <laughs> Thank you. All right. Well, we we've uh we've reviewed our drinks. I think that means we're officially ready to start. So cheers, gentlemen. We are talking about episode 22 season finale simply entitled state anthony oh this this originally aired the 11th of april of 2007 what did movie dude one have to say about this anthony yeah let's take a look here oh no movie dude one synopsis on the finale on the finale just one synopsis written by anonymous well that's a letdown but okay it's extremely i just read the last sentence and it's extremely vague uh (laughs) panthers gear up for the state championship as the rumor about coach taylor spreads meanwhile tammy receives some news (laughs) yeah (laughs) yes she did (laughs) all right really really getting into it there boy i can't believe movie dude won just decided not to yeah. write one for the finale. Just sat it out. That's very, very unlike him. <laughs> Something okay. happened to him. <laughs> yeah, maybe we're, <laughs> we're going to go on and find that he didn't write anymore. <laughs> I, I've, I've looked ahead into season two and he does. does. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So he, something happened. I was worried that maybe we had mocked him too much. <laughs> that Maybe his, his synopsis were written so recently. And then he started to listen to us and was, he was off put by our crap talking. No, all right. Well, I guess we don't have any movie dude one rating this week, so uh, that's okay. Yeah, Chase, there might be some segments we've we've added a couple over time um, okay. that you oh, probably yeah. haven't heard yet, but <laughs> no, I yeah, because I'm always behind you. Yeah, yeah. The latest episode is nine, right? And we're on twenty two. Yes. So yes. <laughs> all right. Okay, so we're at the season finale. This episode starts off uh, with with a pep rally. And Smash, once again, is on the mic doing his thing. Not rhyming words so much this time <laughs> as other pep rallies. Uh, but, but yeah, he's, he's hyping the crowd up. We get a little uh, contrasting messages from Smash and Matt. <laughs> Matt is being extremely respectful. Smash is being extremely disrespectful. <laughs> uh, in interviews with the local press. <laughs> yes there's there's a lot going on in this in this scene but we do see buddy trying to talk to lila a little bit lila's not having it she's still not uh not willing to have a conversation with buddy at this point 
yeah, she kind of ignores him. And then we also see Street see her clearly distraught. And like you can kind of see the gears turn in his head that maybe he wants to say hi, but realizes it's a better decision to back up. Yeah, we really just get that tension and then really nothing else with the Jason Lila yeah. angle for the rest of the episode. But um yeah, so in the middle of all that, uh Tyra shows up, she's back. <laughs> Uh, and she goes to talk to Landry and she invites Landry to drive with her to state and <laughs> Landry barely holds himself together at this point. Yeah. Landry is dumbstruck. <laughs> <laughs> this is so good too. Cause the, the tension, there's so much tension in this pep rally. There's so many different things going on. Mm-hmm. And, and to me, if they gave Landry more time, he absolutely steals this episode, in my opinion. I and agree. He kicks it off right away with this. And the acting is fantastic because you put yourself in his shoes. Tyra is a smoke show. <laughs> Dude, he's, she asked him to go to state. And the story keeps going, but it, it's awesome. Fantastic starts to the episode. Yeah, Landry, I, I, I got to agree with you. I think Landry does steal this episode. He has two of the three quotes that I wrote down yeah, for sure. Yep. Yep. <laughs> I agree. We'll, we'll dig into that uh, here shortly. We do get a, a, a quick short scene of Matt and Julia. They get caught snogging by uh, <laughs> coach Taylor. Uh, tensions are of course high between uh, coach and Matt coach suspects at this point that Matt knows about the TMU decision, but doesn't know for sure. Yeah. I felt like his, his reaction to seeing Matt and Julie making out was very subdued compared to his previous, uh, maybe concern with their relationship. He just kind of took it in stride. Like, Hey, knock it off. And, and I wonder if that isn't due to him being uh, worried Uh that Matt's got some dirt on him. Yeah. Feeling a little bit on on thin ice, doesn't want to push the issue right now. And so, he's coaching state. I've I've been there that week before the state game, man. You, yeah. I don't remember anything I talked about with my family. You're, <laughs> you're focused in, so I get it. That's and that's what I I really think. And probably what drove me to this drew me to this um the show. They knock it out of the park about what it is like. What a coach feels. They're a hundred percent correct. Hundred uh-huh. percent. Uh-huh. So I, I I get it I get it but it it is you're like oh, your daughter <laughs> okay not now not now we got other things to be thinking about yeah. <laughs> all right well nobody inform your kids that if you ever make the the state <laughs> championship they can basically do whatever they want <laughs> yeah yeah not good parenting but. <laughs> Understandable. So coach is actually looking for Tammy though. He is uh, trying to find her. They, he calls her on the phone. She's having trouble getting to the event. She's got a lot going on, but uh, she's got to make a pit stop on the way. Yeah. She pulls into the women's clinic mm-hmm. and parenthood. <laughs> <laughs> yep. And uh, she's six weeks late. Uh she mentions she's very concerned that she's pregnant because she's never late. She's um, like a Rolex watch that way. Rolex watch. That's what, yeah, I was. Yeah, I couldn't remember the the exact uh, illusion she made. Uh-huh. Um, 
the woman at the counter is not very willing to help her. You know, basically is like, we got a lot of people to help, but Mama Smash. Mama Smash steps in mm-hmm. and uh she's gonna she's gonna help her out. And then yeah, it turns out that Tammy is pregnant. Yeah, how pregnant do you want to be? Because you're extremely <laughs> pregnant. <laughs> yes. We find out a little bit of Coach and Tammy's reproductive history. Yes. They've wanted to have another kid, but haven't been able to, so they kind of resigned to that. Well, I guess that's what God has planned for his family. And uh, Mama Smash replies, apparently God changed his mind. Great quote. Great yeah. quote. Mama Smash has been fantastic in season one. Whenever she's she shows up, it's money for sure. Yeah. She's fantastic. Fantastic. <laughs> Does it ever say, do we know how old Coach and Miss Coach are? I was wondering this too. I was trying to take a guess at how old they were. Yeah, there. I don't think it's ever stated, but let's say Julia's 15. She's 15, yeah. Julie's 15, so they're at least 35, right? Presumably? Yeah. Well, gotta be. The Bo's mom is 35, and they seem to be a step ahead of Bo's mom. <laughs> For sure. Yeah. So, I, I, but, was thinking, I was thinking closer to 40-ish, actually. Yeah, yeah I was they too. They talk about how long he's been coaching and how he's kind of had to move up, and yeah, that's where I would go with it, but... I was curious about it when they're going through everything. Yeah, no, that's, I'd, I'd say I would, if I were to guess, I would lean towards closer to 40, but I would say a minimum, absolute minimum of like 36, 37. Yeah. 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 So getting up there, getting up there, getting a little risky, but. Yeah. I thought of that as well. You gotta be careful. You might just have a little alien baby like Gracie. (laughs) That kid looks weird. Yeah. I I didn't want to. I'm. I will comment frequently once uh, Gracie comes on how weird it's, this kid looks. I'm I didn't, sorry. I didn't want to say anything yet because I know that we're going to be just absolutely slamming this kid <laughs> through the next few seasons. <laughs> yeah, that could have been the issue, but. Uh, so we see Matt trying to convince Landry <laughs> to take uh, Grandma Saracen to the game but landry has other plans <laughs> oh my yeah landry is lining up some aphrodisiacs for the trip <laughs> <laughs> he's got some some chocolates that he he really thinks is going to do the trick i did write down this entire quote tell me about the music anthony tell me about the music <laughs> so landry says uh tyra and yours truly are going to be driving in a car alone for four straight hours, I'm going to be playing some sexy Crucifictorias. <laughs> we're going to be eating these very fine, delicate, erotic chocolates. <laughs> and this may be the single most defining moment of my life. So you might have to tell Grandma to take the damn bus. <laughs> he really just Done. puts it Great. out there. <laughs> yeah. I think we all need some sexy crucifixorias in our life. <laughs> I wish there was a recording of some sort, you know, yeah. like yeah. Yeah. Spotify or something. Uh, as we'll find out here shortly, then the trip doesn't exactly go that way, but I would like to see the alternate universe in which it does <laughs> go that way. I just want to hear it. I just want to hear it. <laughs> <laughs> 
so good. <laughs> Tim gives his tickets to to Bo and his good looking mom. Yeah. Oh, and we 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 didn't mention that when Tyra invites Landry to the game, that she says, "I've got Tim Riggins's tickets, player tickets, right on the fifty yard line." Uh, which comes controversial here shortly, but worth mentioning because. Yes, those those tickets that Tyra thought were hers are actually Bo and whatever her name is. Um, Jackie. Jackie. <laughs> yeah. That's one of the strangest storylines for me. <laughs> yeah. the, she's he's a sophomore in high school. Yeah. And I guess Taylor Kish. Like, I get it. That's an attractive man. <laughs> <laughs> he's a sophomore in high school. <laughs> yeah. It's problematic. It's extremely problematic. <laughs> well, I feel like they threw Bo in there to kind of save it. Like, oh, that's a cute kid. You kind of roll Bo in you for your right. kind of sophomore in high school. <laughs> Distract you from really thinking about uh, how good. really scummy it is because, yeah, I think like I'm 32. <laughs> right? <laughs> a sophomore in high school? <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's just like, oh, it's just Reggins. <laughs> what are you gonna do what do you do yeah yeah we tried we tried to in a in a previous episode like tried to speculate like what's what's the age of consent in texas yeah. like is this statutory or is it not um it's probably borderline yeah uh, it's definitely so we're assuming that tim like you know was held back a year so yeah, older. yeah he might be like 17 yeah 16 17 yeah. so yeah my whole take with him in the street is he was i think they're actually very close in age i'm gonna go streets younger it doesn't look like it but i'm gonna say he's a young senior yeah and riggs is definitely a very old sophomore <laughs> yeah he probably would have been an old junior but now he's an <laughs> extremely old sophomore yeah mm-hmm. but yeah so he Tim shows up to give the tickets. Bo's mom is initially pretty uh, off put by the idea, but Tim says it's for Bo, which convinces her, yeah, yeah, that uh, that she's gonna she's she will take the tickets and go to the game. Yeah. Uh, the Taylor household coach confronts Julie about telling Matt Saracen about the TMU job. Uh, really, kind of twists her arm a little bit to get it out of her that sure enough, she spilled the beans. So that's a problem. Tammy comes home in the middle of that and she really needs to talk to coach about something, which we know what, but coach doesn't. Um, But he's got to rush out and catch a bus. So uh, Tammy and Tammy and Eric are two ships passing in the night here today. And it's, it's uh, they got a lot to talk about, a lot to catch up on for sure, but not at this point. She's gonna wait until they they make it to Dallas. So, Tyra and Tim, uh, Tyra asked Tim for tickets as he's getting on the bus, but he's like, "Oh, you don't even like football? I gave those suckers away." So, um, all he has left to offer is uh, is some nosebleed tickets, but instead of two tickets, Tim's got four. So, um. So he gives those to her. She's she's not terribly happy, but she takes the tickets anyway. The the state send off is so awesome. That's one of the best. That's one of the coolest things because you are you're nervous, you're zoned in, and every time we've gone to state two, we've had the parents are there just like this scene. They it's mm-hmm. exactly the same, and 
the police and the fire trucks lead you to the interstate when we and Harrisburg gets there. So uh-huh. I, awesome scene, very cool scene. The, uh, the only difference is that instead of going to the Cowboy Stadium, you have to go to the dump, the Dakota Dome. <laughs> oh, let's not. <laughs> the newly remodeled Dakota Dome. <laughs> Beautiful place. <laughs> no, and right away they're like, we're playing at Cowboy Stadium. I'm like, yeah, you are. You're going, that, that's true. Did they really play there? They play at AT&T Stadium. They play in Jerry World. So Jeez. I didn't believe it, but that's 100% correct. That, man, that's got to... I know people are really into Texas football, like in high school football, especially, but like how many people did they get in there for WrestleMania? It was like over a hundred thousand. You imagine right. for a high school football game. <laughs> I, be, I bet, I bet they put 40, 50 grand. I bet 50,000 people show up for those games though. You get, to I, say I bet, yeah, that's... but it's still, it's, it's like you, it's a hundred grand. Like, yeah. yeah. No, Dakota Dome. I know that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, when Tim was giving his tickets to to Jackie, uh, he said, if you don't want to go, you can sell them on eBay and buy Bo a PSP or whatever he's playing these days. There's yeah, your right. Pop yeah. culture reference. Yep. That's, yes, yes. Uh, so those tickets must be in somewhat of a demand if yeah, that's true. PSP costs, you know, a couple hundred probably. Yeah, at the time. But also, like, and I don't know how many people the old Cowboys Stadium could hold because this is – before AT&T went up, right? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So I don't know how much that makes a difference because you'd think that, uh, you know, with a bigger stadium, more seating. And so, I don't know. Who's, I think at yeah. one point the the number 40,000 was thrown around in the episode okay. somewhere. I don't remember. Yeah, but you kind of see the lower bowls full, but they're not like going on up top. Right. Yeah. No. And coach says in his like kind of inspirational speech tomorrow, yeah. every seat in this place will be packed. And then the next day, <laughs> no, <Not> the case. <laughs> not at all. Sorry to get 40, 50, 60,000 extras. However many could actually fit uh, there. I'm sure. <laughs> right. That's true. That's true. So much strategically. And <laughs> they just couldn't get anybody up there. <laughs> coach confronts Matt. Uh, about the TMU info, Matt basically just says, I don't want to talk about it. Yeah. Just keep my mind on football. Yeah. Um, Landry arrives at the Colette house, drops Fantastic. another gem. <laughs> Fantastic line here. Yeah. Uh, shows up at the door. Mindy's there. Tyra's older sister. He <laughs> says, name. oh, hey, Mindy, how's the stripping going? <laughs> uh, but that joy will subside. <laughs> Very quickly, yeah. As yep. Landry learns that Mindy is going with them, as is Ma Colette. Mm-hmm. Since Tyra got the four tickets, uh, she's bringing mom and sister. And Landry is clearly pretty, pretty devastated, but he obliges and goes and helps helps pack the car station wagon yeah and uh not only that but they get on the road they start they start driving on the road and who do they happen to see waiting well well before we get to that well okay. we've got some good lines yeah ma colette is loving <laughs> the chocolates <laughs> gets tingly. that's right yeah gets her makes her whole body tingle <laughs> <laughs> she is a little premenstrual so she's talking <laughs> <Yeah>. about <laughs> 
Yeah, so that's what Landry's dealing with. So I believe it's at this point that uh, we we add to the equation and it, where before Landry thought it was just going to be him and Tyra, so he refused to take Grandma Saracen along, Lorraine. There she is sitting <laughs> alongside the road very pitifully uh, by the bus stop, at the yeah, bus stop. for the bus. So he goes, is a terrible idea. Yeah. <laughs> Who puts a a woman with dementia on the bus and says, Dallas? Yeah, so many things can go wrong <laughs> in what we've seen all season. Matt, come on, buddy. We're gonna put her on the bus and send her to Dallas. Yeah, you think that? I mean, I understand Landry saying no, and like probably he's pretty hurt by that, which we don't really get to see any part of. But like. If Matt's next best option, like you'd think, actually, you'd really think that he could have talked like Mrs. Coach into like bringing, bringing her or something. But something. yeah, take the bus is, um, yeah, not, not a good call, Matt. No, you know, because of this trip, Landry is responsible for taking taking a life later on you know i feel like but had this gone differently uh i feel like landry could be on the hook for grandma saracen's death because she easily could have yes absolutely absolutely um but landry picks her up feels uh better as he would maybe say later it's the christian thing to do (laughs) right (laughs) and uh Grandma is excited. She's going to get in with Landry. Apparently their relationship has changed considerably <laughs> from uh, uh, the last time the Landry babysat her. Yeah. Um, but grandma is especially excited that Landry or that Tyra is in the vehicle. Did you bring um, the booze? Yeah. Bring the booze? Oh my, is that Tyra? <laughs> Did you bring the booze? Which is like it's funny, but it's also very concerning because Grandma Saracen, pretty there at the time, knows who Tyra is, knows that Tyra is a high school girl who has provided her alcohol. Uh, it's a in funny the, line in but, the car with her mom, just you know, right? yeah, problematic, <laughs> but yeah. it's the Colette's, you know, that's it's just a different way of life. So the uh, the Panthers arrive at Cowboy Stadium and they're scoping things out, kind of taking in the lay of the land, definitely in a bit of a uh, state of awe a little bit. Yeah, you can kind of tell every member on the team is trying to kind of remain stoic, but is definitely visibly really in awe of the whole situation. Does uh, does the Dakota Dome have the same effect on <laughs> yeah. young Harrisburg yeah. players? Yes. Uh, We've gone four times, and the first time we went, you, you, we were, I didn't know what to expect, and our kids were just same kind of moment. Not Texas Stadium, mm-hmm. but they were absolutely. So, yes, we actually changed a lot of it, how we came into the Dome and put that into our plan so we could get them moving quicker because, yeah, they you're a kid at the state title. I remember in 92, riding with my dad on the bus, and coming into Vermillion and seeing that dome and going, oh, this is, <laughs> mm-hmm. we made it. You know? Let's, uh, I, I wanted to ask you about that because I, I wanted your, per, the Julie perspective 
on the, <laughs> the whole situation. So, yeah, what was it like? Being, how old were you at the time? I remember going, but I couldn't have been. Well, 92, I would have been like five years old. So you're a little bit older than. than I'd be Darwin. eight. Yeah. I'd be eight. And I, I, I remember coming into Vermilion and seeing the dome and going, I didn't really know what the dome was, but and seeing it, and I was in awe. The, the funny thing about it was they used to do the all state meetings before your game, which is a terrible idea. Hmm. So I remember we dropped the players off and it was Randall who's been previously spoken about on the show. <laughs> and since, <laughs> oh, no, yeah, yeah, that was recently, wasn't it? Yeah. yeah. Um, my dad and me on the bus. Cause my dad had to go to one of the elementaries in Vermilion where there's two. And at one of the elementaries was my uncle and my grandma. And then he was kicking me off and I was, I was super excited to see him. He goes to the wrong school first. So now he's, he's nervous about the game, but he's late to this meeting. So he gets to the other school where my grandma and my uncle are. And all I remember, I'm, you know, you're an eight year old kid. The doors open on Randall's buses. And before I can take a step, I feel something in the lower, my back, my butt, shoot me out the door. He kicked me out the door. <laughs> I rolled and ran to my parents. My dad kicked me out of the bus, <laughs> literally kicked me out of the bus so he wasn't late for the meeting. <laughs> <laughs> and he, he, you know my dad, he likes stories, but um, <laughs> I, <laughs> I remember watching the game. Both my grandmas were down. My uncle was down. And my, my mom wouldn't let me be a water boy and I was mad. And then at, when we scored our last touchdown and take the lead, I told my mom the game was over and I wanted to go on the field and she wouldn't let me till the game was over, but it was, (laughs) it was so awesome. So awesome. I woke up the next morning and the trophy was on top of our TV sitting there. (laughs) 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 It was cool. Ah, beautiful. Yeah. So Tracy gave you the old boot right off the bus, huh? He, he kicked me out of the bus and I rolled and, you know, I didn't think he said goodbye. I think he just left. <laughs> so when coach is watching Julie make out Matt, that's that. That's that, yeah. <laughs> You don't know what's going on. <laughs> so we get uh, on the field and uh, we have a little press junket. Uh, it feels kind of impromptu, <laughs> like the teams just kind of got on the field and and all of a sudden they're they're being interviewed. And one of the members of the press asks uh, Coach Taylor about uh, accepting the job at TMU. Coach is pretty visibly furious. <laughs> yeah, how did they find out anyway? I don't think we we even know how they got a hold no. of that little. I but. I think Buddy Garrity because he knew <laughs> because right. of his little spy move. Yeah, <laughs> Magnum PI. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that I think he knew, and I think he leaked something to the press. That's my fan theory, anyway. Props yeah. to the reporter, though. She stays on him. He tries. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he tries to fake news at it. Not going to happen. No, I'm not letting him off the hook. I and I dislike every time Voodoo speaks. I dislike him more. <laughs> <It's> just, <laughs> That kid, that kid did a great job acting. I'll give him a lot of credit because I, I despise yeah. that character. He's very hateable. He's very hateable. Yeah. So he does show up at this point. We get our, we get our first look at, at voodoo, um, walking onto the field. So after, after we see the interviews, we see Lila pulling up to Garrity Motors 
and she's on a mission. She's not happy. She gets out of the car. Buddy goes outside because he's excited because, you know, Lila hasn't been talking to him for a while. He's also in the middle of a sale. Yeah. So uh, he's for Buddy to prioritize his family <laughs> over money or football, you know, like, it's serious. Mm-hmm. Um, so he heads out there, but she actually wants him to take the car back that presumably he gave her. I, I don't know that we ever saw that. That's the way that I took it, though. Yeah, for that sure. great of a car. Uh, really <laughs> it's practical yeah Come it was on, 2006 buddy. chase it was a different time i know <laughs> Come on buddy uh what did you drive you drove a red something oh i had a grand you? prix the grand prix yeah yeah i do yeah. remember that there's still parts of it sprinkled from corsica to new holland <laughs> <laughs> yeah i rocked uh 1998 ford taurus back in the day Anthony, you were uh, Illumina in high school, or what? Uh, I had a 1981 Buick Park Avenue. Oh yeah, was my car. Yeah, beautiful. Had the most comfortable seats of any car that I've ever sat in into this day. <laughs> had a 26 gallon diesel tank. <laughs> <laughs> Why and is that necessary? <laughs> I don't know. And well, at the time too, like diesel was really expensive at that time. <laughs> yeah. And so it was to to fill that thing up was like 75 80 bucks. Ooh. Um but uh and the yeah, it was a it was an investment <laughs> as a high schooler to fill that thing up, but uh, no, the horn sounded like a train coming. <laughs> it was a that was a special car. <laughs> well, Lila wasn't riding in that much style, but instead no. of whatever buddy gave her she bought a used car from one of Buddy's rivals, used car salesman. Yeah. <laughs> or whatever. A move clearly done just to get to Buddy and it works. It like he's works. like, you bought a car from that sleazy, you know, so <laughs> Yeah, so she hit Buddy where it hurt right there. Um, so we see her driving down the road. Uh, driving to Dallas all by herself, really having a little girl power moment. Yeah, she's you know? rocking out to uh, the Dirty first, of, the first of yeah three musical cues in this episode that I noted, which I was yeah. pretty pretty happy with. Yeah, "Walk Over Me" by Dirty Blonde. Yeah, yeah, you know, feeling pretty empowered. Uh, but boy, it doesn't last long. The L's never stop coming for Lila. They really no. don't. <laughs> Car breaks down. She's stranded alongside the road. Turns out that Buddy's rival is somehow, I, I don't know if we ever get to meet this guy, but I kind of want to because <laughs> <laughs> he might be actually a bigger sleazeball than Buddy Garrity. Yeah. Yeah. But selling a defective car to a, a young 16, 17 year old girl. That's pretty bad. Pretty bad. About man. As low as it gets. This, yeah. is, this is definitely now one of the ways I know I've aged. The first time I watched Friday Night Lights, Lila Garrity could do no wrong. Like, you saw her and you were like, oh my, I don't know what she's saying. It might be English, but I love her. I will run through a wall for her. But now, oh, Lila. <laughs> Even this moment when she has this stereotypical, I'm free, single girl moment in the car. And I'm just like, 
I hope your car breaks down. And it does. Great. <laughs> All season, she's been so brutal. And that's completely different from probably the first three or four times I've watched this. Yeah. Now, I'm like, ah, uh, I've had yeah. enough of her. We, we've talked about this quite a bit on this podcast that exactly that, like, I'm pretty sure that my first several run-throughs of this show, I was blinded by Lila Garrity, who looks like a Disney princess come to life. It's a great way to put it. (laughs) And now watching it as a a 32-year-old, I'm like, boy, (laughs) that girl is not worth it. (laughs) And is it opposite for me? I love Tyra. Yes! I I love Tyra. We literally were just talking about this on the last, I don't know if it was uh, episode 20 or 21 or 21 or 22, but we just talked about this in uh, mm-hmm. one of the episodes we recorded in Pier when I was in Pier, <laughs> um, how, how much I really, really love Tyra this time around, which I, to be fair, may not be actual growth because uh, she's 5'11 and blonde, which is basically like my type, so... <laughs> She fits the bill for Anthony yeah. for sure. But I'm not saying that I've matured or anything, but I like Tyra more this go around. Yeah. I do. I do too. And and this is actually like the season where Lila is most likable, probably, because she goes yeah. kind of off the deep end with the whole like goody goody she's Christian mega church phase and all that. So <laughs> if you don't like Lila now, yeah, mm-hmm. she's a chameleon, but not a good one. No, no. Yeah. I'm very worried about how much I'm going to end up not liking Lila by the end of <laughs> yeah. go around. But yeah. Meanwhile, in the Landry Mobile. <laughs> uh <laughs> Landry and the girls they're listening to some Patty LaBelle. Yep. <laughs> a little Lady Marmalade. Yeah, Landry is not enjoying <laughs> this. But they see uh Lila broken down on the side of the road, they decide Landry decides they're going to stop and pick her up. Tyra's she, lo- she literally basically was like, you love to see it. <laughs> As they're driving up. <laughs> she uh, just wants to mock Lila, but has a great line. <laughs> when she actually, when Landry can convince her that go talk to her, she opens up, she opens up with high cheating cheerleader, B-word, you want a ride? <laughs> <laughs> and I love her more. <laughs> yeah, uh, Landry decides they got to stop because, in his words, it's the Christian thing to do. He's very insistent on it being the Christian which, thing to do. Aside from Landry being in a Christian speed metal band, I thought, right away I was like, that's a weird thing for Landry to be concerned with. We haven't really seen his religious side, but I forget that Christian. Oh, absolutely. Right, yeah. right, right. <laughs> Is he, he ever sophomore too right now? I think so. Yeah, he's young because he's he, young. he extends into East Dillon and all that. Yeah, yes, yeah. sophomore. Okay. Do we ever see Landry like in the the church scenes and stuff? I don't recall seeing him. Not there. yet. Yeah, not that I recall. But we do. Yet. He's yeah, he's a believer, crucifixorious. Yes. Was this the debut of the shirt? No, it was in the the in early episode. It might have been when he performed the first time, or maybe shortly thereafter. We do we we've we've seen it for for sure. But. There are some sweet ones on Amazon too. I have looked. <laughs> we'll probably be purchasing. But. <laughs> I um, 
I used to have the Crucifixory shirt. I'm not sure what became of it. I wish I still had it, but I actually did uh, during the Mud Bowl episode. There's a absolutely excellent crew neck sweatshirt that coach Taylor is wearing. And I looked everywhere. Cause you can still go on the NBC universal site. They still have a lot of Friday night light stuff, which mm-hmm. I was very yes. surprised by yep. for sale, but I could not for the life of me, it looked like a real vintage, like 1980s crew neck sweatshirt. And I, Oh, I want it so bad. <laughs> yep. You got some good plat black Panthers, uh, vintage gear in your, your wardrobe. Oh yeah. I've got, I got my dad's first, the, the super achiever. Remember that if you, whoever got the most points in your, in the testing, not, not ever me, (laughs) but I found, I found it's really cool. His original t-shirt and my my dad, every year you knew it was going to be a white t-shirt, but the, the drawing of the football player is from a student. So it's, it's really, (laughs) I do have that one. That's cool. No, I, as you probably remember, I never tested high. And in fact, I later became, I later became the example of, listen, you can yeah. be slow. You can be weak. <laughs> you can have zero agility and zero flexibility, but you can still do something out there. Cause Josh Kuypers, that kid sucked <laughs> at testing. <laughs> he did all right on the field. My, you will be shocked how many times your name comes up when he talks about football. He's like, there's just some kids that, they don't like a weight room, but they get on the football field and they can play. And if <laughs> your name comes up instantly, boom! Instantly. Yes, that um, kid was a football player. <laughs> he was just yeah, yeah. I I'd love I, I'd love to see what actually would have happened if I would have like gone into the weight room like, <laughs> on my own volition or anything like that. But who knows? But. Yeah, I'm the I'm the inspiring tale of the kid who sucks who can still be all right at at football. So I um speaking of I still have my 2003 Black Panthers football shirt or 2002 maybe. Mm-hmm. Um and I think I want I want to say I have maybe 03 or 05, but I used to have the 04 and that was when I cut the sleeves off of and I don't know what became of it. I'm so bummed. <laughs> I said that one. But Chase, your brother, I'm pretty sure his entire closet is just <laughs> 2000s Black Panthers football shirts. <laughs> and, and like, the material is gone. Oh, yeah, <laughs> they're crumbling. It looks like toilet paper. <laughs> and it's just hanging. <laughs> I, I have two that are cutoffs. And, I mean, they got holes in my wife every time. Can you throw it away? Can you- <laughs> oh! there's a lot of white black panther t-shirts in the hurt house oh yeah yeah very many yes i still i still have all mine the problem is i'm a solid like 100 pounds heavier than i was in high school i literally was like 155 in high school and i've i'm dang near 100 pounds heavier than that now so those are never going back on me i gotta save them for benny kenny (laughs) so this is uh what was advantageous for me was when i was in high school i thought that i was a much bigger shirt size than i was oh yeah (laughs) so it was the early 2000s so yeah exactly yeah I was uh, taking cues from Allen Iverson, all my uh, <laughs> all my fashion cues. But so yeah, my my 2002 shirt, I'm pretty sure is a large, which I can. I'm somewhere between a large and an extra large. Like I can fit into a large, but I find myself tugging a little bit. 
<laughs> I can't do it at large if you paid me. <laughs> you need a TC tugger. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But well, the worst is when it goes underneath you in spaces and you stand up <laughs> sweat line. It didn't happen before. I don't know what that's about, but I'm just noticing the Dylan shirt that you're wearing, man. That's oh yeah, it's, it's a Dylan and then Oh, yeah. Nice. The Riggins. Riggins shirt. One of the random Facebook ads you get, and I saw it, and I did it. (laughs) (laughs) This They they got you on that one. So, obviously, the Colettes are not terribly excited about picking up Lila Garrity, but like we said, Lila and Tyra kind of argued out alongside the road, and in that kind of argument discussion that they're having – Tyra finds out that Jason cheated on Lila, which kind of changes the whole the whole thing for for Tyra. That yeah. perspective changed her mind. Yeah, they kind of bond over being jilted lovers <laughs> <laughs> by yeah. Dylan Panthers. <laughs> right. right. So Lila piles on in into the the Landry mobile, and they got a they they're full now. There's no yeah. you oh, can't yeah. fit anybody else in there. I'm kind of surprised they had enough room for Lila Garrity, to be entirely honest with you. It is a station wagon, Anthony, and they're That's magical. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> true. <laughs> yeah, maybe they weren't full because they only had six. You'd think you could, you know, put one of those backward facing seats right. the back or something. I don't know. But yeah. yeah. So they are on their way though. They got it's a full vehicle of women in Landry. They're headed to Dallas. Lila's hair. And I don't know, maybe this happens later on in the episodes I haven't watched. There was a reddish tint. I didn't know if there's <laughs> a little... I just saw it in a little rebellion, maybe. Oh. I don't know. Okay. I, don't I know. didn't notice that. That might be a subtle subtle little throw-in. That, there's yeah. a little reddish tint to her hair. That that seems on par with, with Lila. You know, Jason went out and got the tattoo, so she maybe she's like, well, <laughs> screw him. I'm going to... Yep. This, so yeah. my hair is slightly red just <laughs> just, that if the light catches it i'll like, show them all <laughs> that like one out of three 30 something year old dudes will notice that's how <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right <laughs> how many years later <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> julie and tammy are also on their way to uh dallas and they're julie's really wanting some assurances that she'll be able to if they move to austin that she'll be able to come back to dylan and spend time with matt and tammy just can't even right now she's just a little preoccupied with other things going on kind of loses her cool a little bit with julie and you know apologizes because tammy is the best mom you can be pretty much um so they go through that um but then we are back with the football team yeah uh we see this kind of big gala dinner in a what appears to be one of the suites at the stadium Mm -hmm. buddy pulls coach aside kind of interrupts his dinner with the rest of the coaches says hey can i talk to coach over here before buddy can say anything coach dives right into a uh, immediate defense <laughs> yeah. regarding his choice to take the TMU job. I don't remember exactly what was all said, but he kind of says, you know, when I was getting offered this job and I was, you know, go out when I was going to booster meetings at the beginning of the season, all I got was, you know, your ass is about to be fired and uh, all this and that. And, and 
you know, when I get this job, how am I not supposed to take it for my family and all this? And finally gets done. And buddy just says, Eric, I just want to tell you, I'm going to miss you. <laughs> Hello. <laughs> You're a damn fine football coach. <laughs> Which I don't know if I buy that that was really what Buddy was for, but I think he maybe saw the opportunity to really take the high road for maybe the first time in his life <laughs> and make yeah. somebody else feel like crap. So actually taking the lower road, but yeah, I also think I also think like Buddy's world is completely crumbling, and when he starts mm-hmm. his beat, he ends it with my friend, and yeah. now he's leaving and Buddy's going down. I I do think it's a, I do think it's sincere. I think he's. If the walls are crumbling for poor, poor buddy. Yeah. You, you know, even the way he's, he's uh, trying to reach out to Lila and all that, like, but he's actually taking an interest in his kids. So <laughs> while <laughs> it's the week of state, so right. yeah, things must be that's true, pretty, that's true. pretty serious in buddy's world. Coach gives a speech uh, to the whole team in which he also kind of, defends his decision doesn't really go over well <laughs> i i see the look on your face that is reflecting my own thoughts chase but i want your your perspective as a coach here i thought it was horrible what was he doing like, you're the night before the state title game and you get up there in a monotone voice and talk about chasing dreams and i'm going and then he just ends it like Is it done. Like, no, go Panthers. No, rotten, no just all right. It was awful. I, I that was his worst speech of the season. Yeah. Oh yeah. For it, sure. I didn't understand it at all. <laughs> 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 and he's even the line. He's like, I know you all have dreams, and there's nothing I care about more than helping you achieve those dreams, but. I have dreams too. Like that doesn't even make sense what you're saying. And it's very not inspiring. So yeah. And the, the shots of the team too are like, yeah, they're all great. Matt Saracen gets up and leaves. Right. <laughs> yeah. You, you don't want QB one, uh, walking out on your, well, not movie. only QB one, but goofus, malufus, extraordinaire QB one. listening. QB one. This is the first stand he's ever taken in his life. <laughs> right. It is. It is. You're hundred percent correct. So things are falling apart. It's, it's not a great vibe in the, the Panther, the Panther world, but uh, the players are all kind of hanging out in the lobby afterwards. Um, kind of talking about everything that's going on when voodoo rolls up. With the crew, like he always does. Voodoo never just goes anywhere alone. He's got two or three. We've seen him be nothing but controversial every frame that he's on screen, but somehow he's able to to gather some boys. Right. <laughs> and uh, he actually pulls Smash aside and tries to convince Smash to to move to transfer so that they can play together. As if he year. would even have that choice. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, in the in the high school football world, Chase, especially in the Sioux Falls area, is there a little bit of that that goes on? People bouncing around. Oh, well, Josh, <laughs> I'm going to be political. Okay, I'm not going to name school names. <laughs> oh, Gorman, <laughs> but, but there's a blue team in the heart of Sioux Falls. 
that is notorious for find, finding kids and telling them they look good in blue. So yes, it is very much alive. Actually, right now is them to Catholicism. <laughs> I don't think they care about that. <laughs> but um, actually, right now it's really interesting because Minnesota just canceled their season or put it to the spring. Oh, so we don't really know in Harrisburg. We're too big. We don't have an open enrollment. So you have to move to the district. Yeah. So we, we don't have any of that, but there's rumors flying already that said team has some Minneapolis boys on the team, but who knows? (laughs) But yeah, there's a little bit recruiting. There's a lot. I, the, the private schools have a, they're, they're known for that. Do you think that they're setting those guys up with houses with dishwashers in them? <laughs> and you got a pool. He's also got a pool. <laughs> a pool and a dishwasher. It's Ooh. nice. Come <laughs> with me, Smash. And I got to wonder, because uh, Dylan had to forfeit a game because Voodoo was there for like only like two weeks instead of right. like several weeks. I got to wonder how legit his tenure at this school is but there are you can claim that you've had uh gone through a tough situation and if it's katrina right right so (laughs) well then they should have been able to keep the game that they won with voodoo in there in the first half anyway well i do appreciate your your input on this chase because i thought uh i thought voodoo coming to smash and just being like Hey, move to this town and go to this school with me because you're a good fullback and we could really, you know, whoop some butt. Yeah. I thought that was way more far fetched than apparently it, nope. it potentially is. So, nope. Especially in the big cities, if there's open enrollment, kids can hop wherever they want. I mean, a team of Smash and Voodoo, that is going to be stop. pretty nice. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I'd take them. <laughs> <laughs> was it right away I, I i kind of forgot that smash is supposed to be like a sophomore right and when i was watching i actually wrote down and crossed out because i thought that voodoo was like hey come to this college with me oh, no. <laughs> and then i was like after he talked more i was like oh yeah <laughs> yeah i originally thought he's talking about he's gonna move again because i kind of, <laughs> i didn't know i didn't remember west Canaan's the team they're playing i'm like you are a scumbag like you're just gonna <laughs> go to another town and and then it hit. I'm like, okay, that's not happening. But yeah, I still don't like you. <laughs> you still suck. Yeah. But uh, anyway, Smash turns him down. He says, "I'm a Panther." Right. Um, and that's kind of the end of that. Yeah. Matt is pouting to Julie about Coach. Julie kind of defends Coach a little bit here, which is nice. Uh, it's nice for her to stick up for her dad. Kind of says, "Listen, this sucks, but my, this is all my dad cares about. You know, he's he. This is all he thinks about. This is all he cares about. So he really does care." And then Matt goes to talk to Coach at the, the hotel bar, bar, right there yeah. in the lobby at the tiki bar. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Coach is like, "Why are you out of? Or why are you up? It's." Past bed check, and Matt's like, I was with your daughter. (laughs) I was with your daughter. (laughs) I don't really know what his purpose is in going to see Coach, because he never actually says a word besides, I was with your daughter. I think he's so angry, he doesn't know what. Yeah, 
Coach tries to defend the whole situation and kind of lays it all out there. And he says this line, if you're ever lucky to have a family like I do, I promise you, you will understand. Which I didn't really understand that either. What's he talking about? Like, well, you, he's going to your family. He's, they say TMU is a D1. So mm-hmm. I'm guessing it's financial because he'd get a massive pay raise. If he's a quarterback coach at a D one from <laughs> right. what he's doing. So that's the only thing because everything else is not very pro family. No, <laughs> no. It's, uh, in fact, all other members of the family are opposed to this decision right. at this point. Right. Um, but they have that little interaction and uh, coach heads back up to the room and Tammy drops a bomb on him. Do they go out to the balcony? Yeah. They have a little yeah. chat on the balcony with, uh, with Dallas in the background, the skyline of Dallas. Uh-huh. Yeah, they got a suite. Yeah. And before she before she drops the bomb on him, I thought it was great. She's got like a bunch of qualifiers and kind of introductions. Like, I've wanted to tell you about this. I haven't had a chance. Like, and she goes on and on and on. And Coach just has this terrified look in his eye like, <laughs> oh, my God. What is she going to tell me? <laughs> She's leaving me. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, but, no, she lets him know that uh, they're going to have a baby. And... Really beautiful moment. Yes. Uh, you know, you don't know how coach is going to react and he's pretty blown away, but overall he's, yeah. he's pretty, pretty totally. happy by the news. Yeah. 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 The, the, the laugh he gives is the acting was awesome. I thought at that uh, such an awesome scene and so believable. You forget you're watching a show and yeah, it was, it was great. I did. I got a little teary. I got a little goosebumpy, but yeah, that laugh is kind of the, the coach Taylor laugh right. when he is, uh, overwhelmed emotionally that's kind of what he does (laughs) so yeah super good football here we go game time all right the game starts and we see tyra and landry and ma colette they are in the upper deck up in the nosebleeds um as i mentioned uh, before i'm thought the stadium was supposed to be full not the case (laughs) but to get an insanely narrow reference for just you and I, Josh, Tyra and, uh, well, the Colettes and Landry had the same seats that you and I had at that UFC fight we went to in Chicago. <laughs> Dude, no, they had better seats than me. <laughs> <laughs> we could, yeah. I mean, we, we basically could have just stayed home and watched it on TV because we watched it from the screen the whole time. Uh, but we would have missed the guy like five rows in front of us. You know, the only one row behind us. We were the <laughs> second to the last row of the entire United yep. Center in Chicago. Yeah, yep. the one row behind us. Punch him in the face, Rashad. Punch him, Rashad. Elbows, Rashad. <laughs> he was coaching him from the top row <laughs> of the United Center. We, uh, when my dad and I were at the Olympics, we were at the Georgia Dome watching team usa basketball we were second we were the second highest row the oh, people no. were this big <laughs> it could have been estonia versus russia <laughs> I had no idea i mean it's just we were there yeah yeah gosh uh anyway <laughs> The Panthers get absolutely trounced in the uh, first half. Wait, I have a question, though, about the Colettes. Where's Mindy? 
Who yeah, knows? she's nowhere to be seen. She's probably she found a local Dallas strip club. She's yep. doing uh, contracting work. <laughs> that is exactly what I thought. Doing a little guest spot down yep. at the, yep, the landing strip, Dallas or whatever. <laughs> yes, a sister club, if you will. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so Mindy's gone. Uh, Landry's posting up with the other two Colette ladies, and. The game is not going well for the Panthers at this point. Voodoo run for six. Voodoo pass for six. (laughs) My notes for the first half of the game is Saracen sucks. Voodoo is good. Yeah. Saracen's out there throwing interceptions and just bungling it. Uh, Voodoo's killing it. They uh, they end up down 26 to zero. Buddy Garrity is... Distraught. I don't know if you caught this line. It was oh. a little throwaway line. <laughs> they show Buddy, and he just looks. He looks so stressed. He says, "We're being punished. I know it. It's the curse of voodoo." <laughs> <laughs> did you, did you, the the score? How twenty six? I thought this. Team, I was also curious about that. Yeah, I. They scored three touchdowns. Yep. And so let's I assume they went for two every time. That puts you at 24. And then they had a safety that they didn't bother to show. Could they have? Let's see here. It's a weird. Oh, oh, yeah, no. Maybe. It's weird. Maybe they kicked field goals on the first two. Okay. Went for two on the second two and failed somehow. Okay. Right? Because it's 14 plus six is 20 plus six is 26. No, because they'd still have they'd have fourteen plus six would be twenty. So then they kick two field goals, like or they just scored another touchdown and went for two again and failed again. If they scored four, yeah, and they just didn't show us one, right? Yeah, that's yeah, not I, don't, I don't know. I was just I thought in my head it's twenty one zero, and then when they show the scoreboard and we got twenty six. What happened? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know how how <laughs> things ended up the way that they did, but yeah. I'm Googling how do you score 26 in football? Let's just see if <laughs> there, there's ways, but I was just, it kind of seems like the flow of the, re, of what you're watching. We saw it all. And then I was, well, we didn't, there's we 26 did, yeah. points up there. Yeah. Something else happened. Yeah. I don't know. Wait a minute. My Google search said from one to 100, which scores are not possible in American football. And the top answer on this site says that you can score one point. No, you can't. No, that's can like you? a scoregami thing. And I've I watched a video on it once. John Boyce did a video on how you can do it, and I don't remember how it is, but I think it might be. Well, if you you can get a point if you block a field goal and run it all the way back, an extra point. And that counts for one. I believe that counts for a point. If you block an extra point, but in high school football for us, you block an extra if it if the extra point gets blocked, it's dead. Yeah, you you're that. But I believe that's a point. Interesting. Okay. Well, I'll dive down that rabbit hole some other time. Yeah, I think it's one of those things where it's like, it's basically impossible, but it's not yeah. completely impossible. But yeah. Anyway, important thing is the Panthers are down 26 to zero. Right. Coach has got a great speech here at right. the half. Yeah. He, he really turns it around from his performance last night. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was really worried that we were going to have to give coach like a historic low in <laughs> rating. Mm-hmm. 
but he really, really pulls it together to a point where had he not given the speech the night before, with this, he'd be a perfect 10. When Jason Street went down the first game of the season, everybody wrote us off. Everybody. And yet here we are at the championship game. 40,000 people out there have also written us off. There are a few out there who do still believe in you. If you'll never give up on you. You go back out on the field, those are the people I want in your minds. Those are the people I want in your hearts. Every man at some point in his life is going to lose a battle. He's going to fight and he's going to lose. But what makes him a man is that in the midst of that battle, he does not lose himself. This game is not over. This battle is not over. So let's hear it one more time. Together. Clear eyes, full hearts. Let's go! Yeah, ends it with the clear eyes, full hearts, can't lose. Which really, if you just tack that onto the end of any coach speech, you're going to, you know, that's that's going to be a solid one right there. Yeah. I'm going to start doing it with conversations with my wife and see how that goes. <laughs> did, you, did you mow the yard today? I didn't. I was kind of busy, but clear eyes, full hearts. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to see how that goes. Good luck. <laughs> I, might, I might end my classroom each day with that. I'm... <laughs> Uh, so in the second half of the game the team pulls it together we do have a a short scare after I think they get to their second touchdown scored Mm -hmm. Uh, smash gets hurt dislocates his shoulder yep but whoever the athletic trainer I guess pops it back into place and smash jumps right back into the game despite being told that it wouldn't be a good idea and plays better. Right. Yeah. I can't handle that crap, man. That noise that his shoulder. Oh. Made, I was just like, okay, don't black out. Yeah. All right. I'm good. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I had yeah. a moment. I had to keep it together. That's, that's one thing I always say, like I can handle Friday the 13th or Nightmare yeah. on Elm street kind of stuff where it's like gory in that way. But uh-huh. like Grey's anatomy. Or like surgical stuff, like mm. medical <laughs> injury, mm. surgeries, stuff like that. That's where I'm like, no, yep. can't do it. Yep. Chase, what's the what's the most gruesome injury you've witnessed on the football field? Fingers are disgusting. Ugh. How they can get crunched and bend. And <laughs> watch that get even pop back in. I about threw up one time. I watched. <laughs> I mean, the finger was, I can't even do it. And our trainer just took it and, and put it back in. And I was like, oh, oh <laughs> that was nasty. That was, oh my gosh. That was gross. Yikes. Our, 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 one of our assistant coaches was um, playing scout quarterback and he rolled out to his left and my D lineman kind of gave him a push. And he dropped, and I was with another coach, and I was kind of laughing. And then 
he didn't get up me. He, he, uh, he tore his Achilles on that play. So I saw that <laughs> and he got green and you saw the, that was gross. That was, that was another gross one. That's yeah. Of all the injuries, like that's the one that scares me and has scared me the most for basically my oh. entire life. Like that's, uh, yeah. Yeah, when you hear about people popping that and it sounds like a gunshot going off or whatever, I would I would instantly barf and faint. Like, <laughs> I would yeah. at the same time. I did I was watching I was watching the first game of the season a couple NBA seasons ago when Gordon Hayward snapped oh, his gross. I saw that live. I don't. I still haven't completely recovered from that. Like I'm scarred yeah. by seeing that yeah. leg snap. Ugh. And that's what I remember watching the Kobe game when he tears his Achilles, and then he goes to the free throw line and knocks two free throws in. And I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I believe they call that the Mamba mentality. My. Oh my! Smash got a little Mamba mentality right now. You know, yeah, I think yeah. absolutely. Absolutely. He's putting it all out there. Uh, he's playing better than ever. <laughs> we There's uh, 57 seconds left. They have 57 go. yards to go. They run a play. Matt gets sacked. Coach immediately calls timeout. I'm confused by the timeline here. <laughs> Did you notice this? There's, huh. 57, there's 57 seconds when they start this play. Oh, yeah, and it's over. It's, it, it, there's six seconds left. When coach calls timeout, I did note now six seconds left. That. Score is twenty one twenty six with six seconds left. I did not know that there was fifty seconds, fifty seven seconds left before yeah. he got So well, apparently, Matt ran around in the backfield for fifty seconds, <laughs> almost a full minute. <laughs> got playing sad. a little, playing some Chase Hurt two thousand four Madden. <laughs> Scramble, scramble, scramble. That's like, uh, no, that's like Tecmo Bowl, Super yeah. Tecmo Bowl, where you can just like run all the way back and get like a thousand yes. yards in a game. Yep. yep. So there's six seconds left, and coach calls timeout. Go over to the huddle. Chase, this is a question I had for you. Would you, would you ever let your quarterback call the play? Oh, I'm a defense. Six coach. seconds left in a state title game. Um, it would have to be a pretty special kid. Yeah. Um, I think I've heard my dad talk about he, I think Joel Foxley did call some plays. Mm. He'd come over and tell him, but you would have to have a world of trust in a kid, especially in a state title game to do that. So no, I probably wouldn't. Not Matt Saracen, no. Not, not Matt Saracen, and I'm guessing not a 18 yard uh, hook and ladder. But that's what Matt is convinced it's going to work um, based on what they've seen. So they're on the play, and sure enough, it works. Riggins catches the ball. He's going down, but he tosses it over to Smash. Smash rumbles and bumbles his way in, and Panthers win state. I was honestly. I was honestly surprised by this because uh, the movie spoiler spoiler alert because we are going to do a movie podcast soon. Um, I had in my mind that they did not win state this time. Yeah, I I did remember that they did win this uh, particular year, yeah. but yeah. I definitely remember watching it the first time and being like, "Oh, oh. they." 
they're not well may not yeah mm-hmm. not the same thing when the first couple the first time i watched it i thought yeah they're not doing it yep so i kind of had a little i had a little excitement here uh as i watched this time around um pretty surprised but um they won and so it's after the game coach does his little like intense point thing at matt that he does but then he hugs him and and all that <laughs> but buddy garrity lets out a pretty landry-esque wow <laughs> <laughs> yeah buddy garrity's hype i'm already picturing buddy garrity in 2020 uh lip syncing the npr the, or the texas the radio. radio version <laughs> <laughs> yep oh yeah he's he's in his highest state of euphoria that yeah. i mean that's, this is this is what the man lives for 100%. his whole his whole world has crumbled around him but he has reached the peak of his life Lynn state yeah <laughs> In this moment. And you get a look from Voodoo, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. Sa- same dirty look walking off the field. He's kind of just got that one look, right? Yeah. He really does. That's what he does. Yeah. Um, After the game, we see Lila and Tyra in the hotel. Lila is throwing away her all of her cheerleading clothing. Right. <laughs> Gear? Pom-poms and all. Yeah, all of it. Uh, Tyra kind of catches her doing it. They have a little chat on. I don't remember exactly what the gist of their chat was. But I did write down, They at the end of the conversation, Tyra's like, hey, do you want to ride home with me? No, 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 no. Lila says. Oh, Lila Lila says says. Which makes no sense. How else? Are either of them going to get home? <laughs> but is she going with Buddy or? Yeah. Where's, yes. Where's Lila's? Lila's car is alongside the road between Dylan and Dallas. Right. I How hope, can she be offering a ride? I hope that Lila isn't going home with Buddy because that means Landry's riding home with Grandma Saracen, Michael, yeah. and Mindy. <laughs> you thought he was heartbroken before. Uh. And if that's the case, how did they not include the footage of that uh, right. in the episode? Right. Make it an hour and a half season finale, guys. That's what I was waiting for. Just actually, like, real time, just show the ride home. That's how it ends. That's it's how like, the- a, it's <laughs> like a deleted, an hour and a half or two hour deleted scene. That would be awesome. <laughs> well. Uh yeah, I don't. So I also did not understand this. A, of course they're gonna ride home together because that's how they came. They and B, there, yeah. why is why is Lila the one that's offering? She does not have a working vehicle. Yeah, she's on the, the absolute bottom of the the totem pulled off rides. Yeah, <laughs> right. So not sure what ha- what's going on there, but Coach and Tammy then. Are they, let's see, are they back in? No, they're in the hotel room, right? Hotel they're, room. Yep. yep. They're talking about Austin and coach tries to say that because of this baby, because of this, this family, he's not going to take the job in, op, in Austin that, uh, you know, he thought that a job like this was his dream, but really he's living his dream already. He's got his family and this new baby on the way. 
so he's he's really kind of trying to take the low road here and, and lay it down, lay, lay make some self sacrifice here. But Tammy's not going to let him do that. Yeah, she says no. Uh, he needs to go to Austin. You need to go to Austin. Coach is kind of like, what? 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 <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but Tammy's very insistent that they can do it. That their relationship is such that they can handle it, and it'll be tough, but. Everybody can everybody can have their dream here. Uh, shortly after, we get a little scene with the uh, ho- the parade, the celebration parade. We get a little callback, musical callback. Yes, Devil the Town. reprise of Devil Town. Yeah, which was interesting. Like, mm-hmm. this is Dylan's apex of how they're feeling, and they come back with Devil Town, and it. I loved it because it's it's really setting you up for. All right, we're just getting started. <laughs> yeah, really nice, really nice callback to the the pilot episode. We right. we start and end the season with with this. So, I I I loved it. I thought it was great. Yep. Um, clever. So they're they're having a parade for the team. All the players, it seems like they're showing like all the players and then their significant others in the crowd. They're like showing Tim and then Tyra and then Matt and then Julie and then Coach and then Tammy. So I, I don't know. I was just so mad. <laughs> I <laughs> <laughs> um, we shortly after the parade, I don't know. I didn't have anything else written down about the parade. I don't know if you did, but no. Uh, we get coach. He's listening to Slam and Sammy Mead. I get it. We get a great quote from uh, one of the callers, and I don't know if either of you guys caught this. But they're talking about how Coach Taylor's gonna like, go to TMU and all this, and he says, "Well, we got. Let's take it to the callers. Uh, you know, we got so and so from this town." And this guy said. I shook Coach Taylor's hand once, and I thought that man had a heart, but I, <laughs> I guess not, or something like. That. I didn't write it down. That was, I, I think, that's word for word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I got a good chuckle out of that. <laughs> yeah, apparently that was a pretty meaningful handshake. I don't know. Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah but some some high praise for Coach, but then some pretty strong criticism as well. We get a little a little scene. Coach walks into the locker room, and the team is already gathered there. Jason Street's got him uh, kind of gathered up, and he is he's talking them up, and he's really pushing them to to work hard in the off season. That they're champions today, but tomorrow they become targets. Um, which I thought was pretty a pretty good little good little speech, good little line there. And Coach kind of awkwardly walks in as this is going on. You know, he's got a little bit of a rough standing with the with the crew right now. And you're not really sure how it go how it's gonna go, but then good old Matt Saracen starts the slow, slow clap. clap. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and uh eventually it ramps up into the the team applauding enthusiastically for coach. Mm-hmm. And that's that's how the episode ends. We uh we're not sure what's gonna happen with Austin, we're not sure of what's gonna happen with the Panthers, but the team has won the championship, and uh, it seems that they're at least uh, happy for coach or grateful for coach or whatever. So, yeah, I did the, notice something now that you say that about the parade, though. I just the 2007 state champion. So I was curious, you know, I was 
I was looking for some pop culture a little bit more. So I went back and looked at what happened in 2007. Uh-huh. Very, it was a good year. <laughs> the iPhone debuted. Um, mm-hmm. Can you tell me, Anthony, who sang at the uh, Super Bowl? It was Prince. Oh, oh yeah, I do remember that. Performance. Um, Brittany. Oh, and the Steelers won too. Or no, no, it was, it was the Colts. It was the Colts that won Colts. that year. Steelers um, won the year before. Brittany Spears has her episode where she kind of loses yep. her mind and shaves her head. <laughs> um, 300 opens in the theater. Yep. Oh, yeah. um, super bad and knocked up yep. in that summer. Uh, Deathly, Deathly Hollows was printed. Uh, Drew Carey took over on The Price is Right. <laughs> Last but not least, Spice Girls Reunion Tour. So, Oh, yes. That's take me back a little bit to 2007. Yeah. All right. Well, <laughs> we've covered the the, the yeah. episode. Let's take a little break here. And then we've got some, I think we've got quite a bit to talk about as far as where yeah. the characters have, have come for the, for the season. So yeah. we'll be right back. All right, we are back. I have a feeling this is going to be a supersized episode, but that's okay because it's the it's, it's the finale. It's the finale. finale. First yeah, time we got a guest. Yeah, we got. A, I think we got a <laughs> uh, hour forty five on our hands, which I'm okay with. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Buckle in. Uh, you can uh, you know crank it up to one point five speed if you need to or whatever. Yeah. Uh, but. All right, we're going we're gonna to talk some of the characters. We've made it through a full season. We've got a full season worth of development, so I think it might be, it might be worth it just to kind of talk through, you know, where, how far each, uh, yeah, each character has come. So you want to start with the Taylor family, as, as we usually do? Yeah, so we, we, we do see Coach kind of go from a, a pretty green new coach, a pretty um, – underrated i would say by the community and highly questioned coach Mm -hmm. to state champion which is a pretty pretty good road to be on (laughs) chase i gotta ask you i don't even know this you said you've been to state four times are you have you been a champion i'm sorry we'll cut that out (laughs) (laughs) no um First two times we went, we were, I think we were actually rated, we were rated lower every four time, but the first two times we played um, Del Rapids when they had Cole Langer and just speed and they were really good. Um, mm-hmm. Third time we played Mitchell when they had their best team in the history and we were down 13-6 at halftime and then kind of got blown out in the second half. Mm-hmm. The last time we were there. Um, we were playing Pierre, and they had Peyton Zabel, who stud quarterback. We had held on to beat them earlier in the year, and we lose by a few points. It was a fantastic game. We mm. held their offense to 215 total yards, mm. um, but they they broke a kick return for a touchdown. Yeah. Um, it was a slugfest back and forth until the end of the game. But yes, have not have not got one of those yet. <laughs> yeah. Well, and Pier Pier won two or three in a row now. Like they're here's one three. Pier's won three in a row. Yeah. Yep. And we Inches. moved up. And we moved up. So we're in triple in, now. 
Angie's little cousin plays for Pierre. He played for Pierre. He's coming to SDSU. That he's a freshman at SDSU this starting this fall. But yeah, he's they're got good. they're good. He's got three rings, which is <laughs> pretty <laughs> ridiculous. But not there yet. Uh, not there yet. Breaks my heart. <laughs> <laughs> so, coach, yeah, he he's really come a long way as far as the, yeah, how the community feels about him, um, the expectations for the year, although the expectations at the beginning of the year were high, but that's when they had Jason street. Right. So then expectations fell down very low. Um, but yeah, had a lot of goodwill going into the championship week, but then the whole TMU thing came out. So all that goodwill kind of went to the wayside. Yeah. I don't know. In terms of, Tammy and Julie, uh, we we see Julie kind of go from the over it, you yeah. know, daughter to dating QB1. <laughs> so I think that's an interesting development. And also going from kind of goody goody to hang out with Tyra Collette. Right. Right. H- hating Dylan to not wanting to leave Dylan. Yeah. Uh, for Austin of all places, which as coach <laughs> makes the point a few episodes ago, you know, he, she would obviously love Austin, but they got all sorts of dancing there. Or <laughs> yeah. So Julie, Julie has, has come to find uh, her home, kind of find her, her sweet spot a little bit in a, in a upbringing of a lot of moving around. She's finally found a place to call home. Um, yep. And and as for Tammy, you know, she kind of goes from just generic coach's wife to, I mean, pivotal community member in Dylan, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. It's interesting now going back, looking at it and thinking about how the series finishes up. You see in season one, Tammy's a powerhouse yeah. and continues to build in each in each season. But this was... Her build every episode, she's just, she's the rock. Absolutely yeah. the rock mm-hmm. in the family. Yeah, Tammy, I think, is the arguable MVP of the entire series. Ooh. And for sure, kind Ooh. of an unsung figure. Uh, I don't think the show works without her. For right. For sure. I, I would definitely give it to her. I would give her the MVP to season one. I think walking away, Tammy. And she does it. She can, It's crazy because she can do it in some episodes where she doesn't have a lot to say. And when she's on screen, you like, she steals it every time. Yeah, she makes the most of every, every, every moment. And yeah, going from, like we said, generic coach's wife to, you know, school, high school counselor to, uh, I'm not sure if the storyline with her as mayor Odell's, uh, campaign <laughs> manager or whatever goes anywhere, oh, but yeah. buddy's that? Yang. <laughs> yeah. And buddy's <laughs> Yang. <laughs> <laughs> But she's a pivotal, you know, people respect her, I think is the the really right. important thing is, yeah. is she has a, a lot of respect throughout the community. You know, I think when you try to get people to watch this show for the first time, you say, oh man, Friday Night Lights is so good. You need to check it out. And they're like, isn't that that football show? Right. Um, I think without Tammy, this it is a little bit more of just that football show, you know? I think that's a great point. But she really, <laughs> she really brings the yang to coach's ying. Uh, <laughs> she's a really good yanger. Um, and she, she really, yeah, brings the, the relational aspect, the human aspect of coach. 
um, and draws that out really, really, really well. So, yeah, I think without Tammy, this show is not. It's a great way to look at it. Yeah, this 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 would just be kind of that football football TV show. Right. And she ain't bad to look at. Am I right, boys? Hey, right. Oh, hey man. <laughs> yep, here you go. I gotta get it. I gotta get it. <laughs> Connie Britton. Yeah. A beautiful, beautiful woman. Indeed. Uh, oh, I did want to speak of Connie Britton being a beautiful woman. I, I forgot to mention this earlier in the episode, but do you think that the baby was conceived on the mud bowl field? <laughs> uh, I feel like this could be a fun game. <laughs> um, where did where did Big Head Fred get conceived? Is what we're talking about. Um, well, actually, it could be because she's six weeks late, and that game right. was only two weeks ago tops. Yeah, we could, we could, so. yeah, we could, you know, we could follow the rules and do the math, <laughs> <laughs> or we could have fun. Right. Yes. <laughs> Uh, we are in a, a post truth society, so right. <laughs> you know, facts. I think I'm gonna in this episode. I'm gonna submit on IMDb to like trivia that, <laughs> Where? that uh, the baby was actually conceived uh, when Coach went to go get a blanket on the mud bowl. <laughs> I'm just gonna, and I think it, it'll become canon. It's good. Yep, yep. I think we have figured something out. <laughs> I think you could just throw in there like popular Friday Night Lights podcast, <laughs> Reliving the Lights, deduced in episode 22 that, <laughs> that Gracie was conceived at the Mud Bowl prior to the game uh, right. on the field. With no less than eight cows in attendance. Yeah, on looking, yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Coach and Tammy have a very healthy relationship, so... There were plenty of opportunities <laughs> that yeah. have been implied for sure. Uh, it may have been the, the night that coach was out of breath and buddy came knocking. I bet yes. that was probably it. Right. <laughs> Oof. Um, Matt Saracen, uh, oh. boy, he, he went from, from zero to hero, if you for will. Sure. <laughs> yeah. From, I mean, absolute 10 out of 10 goofus malufus to state champion QB1, which is a, I mean, a pretty strong uh, road to go down. Yeah. And let's, uh, I mean, let's, let's be honest. If there's no Smash Williams, there's no right. state Absolutely. So right. Smash put the team on his back. Yeah. Matt was kind of there. <laughs> <laughs> Not really in the first half. Yeah. You know, Matt, he likes Bob Dylan. Yeah. He, likes he draws pictures. pictures. <laughs> so he's a pretty complex guy. We know this. Emotionally, though, that dude, he, from keeping it in as tight as you can to the dad arc to yeah. Julie to grandma, and then getting to the end where he's, you see him kind of, sticking it to coach a little bit that mm-hmm. yeah. he, he definitely which we can i think also attribute to his friendship with smash right uh that confidence right yeah literally in this episode during the interviews i think smash we hear smash going talk to him maddie talk to him <laughs> <laughs> so, 
he's encouraging Matt to express himself. I got to say though, Matt did not end the season on like a very high note here. He was kind of like a moody. Um, yeah. He pouty, was. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Not baby, yeah. but he, yeah. Wasn't very impressive, I guess oh. as a, as a man, the last little bit, yeah. here. but he stepped up. He started the slow clap for coach, you know, we got yeah. the slow clap. I think it's a strong, strong ending and, and, uh, indication of his potential in the future. Yeah. Yeah. So that's Matt, uh, Tim Riggins right now, you know, he had a very Tim Riggins game. He ran some people over through some lead blocks. Right. Uh, so, you know, ended f- football wise on a pretty high note there. Uh, he's got this ambiguous thing with with the good looking mom going on, the thirty five year old woman that we're not sure exactly the status of right now, and I can't remember oh, right. how that resolves. So I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Jack in yeah. uh, season two. Riggs, Riggs is like the the he's a softy man. He's he's deep <laughs> down. He's a softy. Yeah, he had some tears in his eyes there uh, when they were clapping for coach in the right. locker room. Yep. So yeah, he's had a lot going on. He's got a lot up against him. You know, he had the whole, he had his own dad storyline that mm-hmm. happened. And yeah, obviously a guy that's, that's looking, looking for some like real human interaction and some real, <laughs> somebody that actually cares about him and somebody that he can care about and all that. But to be determined with Tim, I think yes. um, what's going to happen there. Colette family. They also have a lot going on. Yeah, they've been through it. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think Tyra is in an interesting place. She's kind of had an interesting arc throughout the entire season. Here I say good place. I think good place. Oh, yeah, for sure. I think she's in a better place at the end of season one than she is at the beginning of Mm -hmm. season one. A good trajectory. Yeah. Right. Yeah, she's got the the college thing in her mind thanks to thanks to Tammy guidance counselor Tammy right so um and you know kind of smoothing things over a little bit with Lila may you know at this point it seems like maybe there's a little budding friendship here maybe um they ended on a high note um Lila oh my she's just gotten the crap kicked out of her yeah. all season long Ellis for Lila, had, as we've established. <laughs> just about every bad thing that could happen to Lila has happened to Lila. Starting with Buddy Garrity being her father. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> She's, her arc, though, is maybe the craziest as you go through, because you just see so many <laughs> layers of Lila, starting from the naive, head cheerleader everything good's gonna happen to me to mm-hmm. all these other things we're gonna see and yeah i just for everything that happened do you feel like she's better off at the end of the season or is she I, just screwed I, up to me she seems lost i mean she's basically shedding when she's throwing things away everything that was her yeah She's lost Jason. Her dad and mom are getting divorced. It's, you know, Tyra is kind of the glimmer of light, but 
Yeah, I, mean, I we think love Tyra, but that's a little sketchy. Yeah, yeah. I think she's in a pretty bad spot. Yeah. So yeah, I I think that's fair. She <laughs> she's not really turned around at this point. She's still hitting rock bottom here. Maybe a little glimmer of hope. Maybe you know just the the little bit of independence that she is exerting over her her circumstances, not being you know defined and by her parents or by Jason or anything like that. She's going to make her own way, but she's still figuring that out as evidenced by the car that she bought and that immediately broke down. So, yeah. Now, if I'm watching this for the first time, I'm maybe way different that she's becoming strong, independent. I could see that just fifth time around. Knowing what we know. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Not feeling too great. Sorry to first time watchers out there. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying, I'm trying not to spoil too much. Yeah. It's tough. Uh, who else we got? Landry. Landry is. Oh, Landry is just starting to scratch the surface. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Landry, I think with every episode becomes a more and more uh, interesting character. Uh, going from Matt's Dorcas best friend to uh, centerpiece of a Christian speed metal band <laughs> to interested romantically in Tyra. <laughs> it seems to be maybe going somewhere mm-hmm. ambiguously. Uh, he's he's had an interesting go of it uh all not to mention tutor to tim riggins <laughs> single-handedly uh made tim riggins literate so yeah within a week and a half or so yeah it's pretty impressive i'm just i'm looking i'm looking at minka kelly's like what <laughs> and it kind of surprises me like i she's what i thought would kind of go further and right she really didn't and i remember and she- She's the teacher in the kingdom. Yeah, yeah, she's in the kingdom, which also had Eric Taylor in it. Right. Was also directed by Peter Berg. There you go. Um, I think kind of threw her bone, but and I remember I remember Derek G- Jeter was dating her. Yep. That's I what I was gonna that. say. Yeah. I was thinking it was A Rod, but I trust yep. your knowledge of Yankees yep. more than my own. So yeah. Uh, I mean, honestly, that's probably once that's probably like a more significant uh life occurrence than any movie that she could have been in for sure right so that's probably um, what happened there right she was in a she was briefly in a show called men man seeking woman with uh jay baruchel and eric andre which is a personal mm-hmm. favorite of mine it, only, it ran like three seasons on fx really good show and she had a bigger she had a decent part in it um she was for sure in a few episodes nice um yeah she played a romantic interest for for a spell um, and that's actually why I started watching it because Minka Kelly was in it. And right. then that was before I fell in love with my true love of Eric Andre. <laughs> so yeah. that's what kind of led to that. But, and yeah. I stuck with it. It's a very, as I, like I said, it ran like three seasons. It's also on Hulu. Check it out. It's okay. Great. I will. Cause I'm Minka. I see. I don't know how I don't remember this, but I see she was also in Jason. Cadam's The Path, which I've talked about before as a show that I really got into. Oh, yeah. 
now that I see that, it's like, okay, yeah, all right. But she was in she was in that for a while too, which is a great show that got canceled. But yeah, and I don't remember the reboot of Charlie's Angels. <laughs> Good. That's <laughs> probably fine. Nobody does, and I'm pretty sure it came out like six months ago. Yeah. <laughs> Minka Kelly doesn't remember it. But she does enjoy baking and cooking. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Oh yeah, she was also she was autumn in five hundred days of summer. I forgot about that. Huh. She had a like it was basically a cameo at the end of the movie. Mm. Yeah. What a bummer of a filmography. Yeah, it's kind of depressing now. <laughs> you hate to see somebody so attractive. Right. Have such a bummer of a filmography. Yeah. I mean Tyra's got Legion at least. <laughs> <laughs> Tyra was almost Wonder Woman. I saw that. Yes, I remember that. Sorry, I was just going through Mickey Kelly's uh, filmography, and as I was about to close it, I saw a puddle of mud music video that she was apparently in, which is maybe the biggest bummer out of them. Oh, that might happen. Yeah. Full of bummers. Yeah. Radiate Uh, couldn't pull her through. (laughs) Uh, Minka, we love you. Come on the show. Love Minka (laughs) Kelly. Love Minka Kelly. Still big fans. Mm-hmm. Yep. Any other anybody else that we ha- haven't talked about that we need to discuss? I think I think we cover every every smash. Oh yeah, we better. Oh yeah, we, we better, better talk about smash. smash. I mean, smash has pretty much stayed smash the entire time. Yeah, smash, yeah. smash doesn't have a whole lot of up and down. He has the down of uh, of the steroid moment. Mama Smash kind of gets him back on track. Uh, the whole Waverly situation is a real up and down she's nowhere to be seen in this episode which is kind of weird yeah yeah hope she's okay i don't really remember if anything even happens with her at all in season two maybe i don't either (laughs) she might disappear which is concerning considering the the path that she was on but yeah well we'll um, we'll maybe discuss that in a few episodes josh but (laughs) (laughs) yeah we'll see (laughs) for sure yeah smash is basically smash Yep. From beginning to end. Yep. Only to intensify now. He's state champ. MVP of the <laughs> yeah. game. I'm guessing he's going to be insufferable here. Yes. And I, and I know, I remember the first couple minutes of the first episode of second season is, is smash right away. And it's okay, good. Okay, yeah. good. <laughs> all right. So I think that pretty much covers all our characters uh, for this season. So we will be right back with our awards for the week. With our last uh, awards ceremony of season one, we're going to start as we always do with our coach Taylor inspo rating of the week. We've kind of touched on it. Coach was a little uh, up and down here this week, so I'm curious to see uh, where you guys land for coaches inspo rating. I mean, he won state, so that's yeah. I was going to say, well, as I did say earlier in the episode, that I think without that questionable speech at the beginning we're looking at 10 but we got to deduct a few points Mm -hmm. because of that very bizarre speech that he gave um prior but that being said his his speech at halftime at the state game is so inspiring that we i don't think we can give him less than an eight yeah right we're all 
right? Let's go to the actual high school football coach here. Oh, uh, yeah. I The just complete dumpster fire that was the, <laughs> the night before speech was so bad. Oof. But like Anthony said, the the halftime speech was phenomenal. And I, and I do, I know it's not motivational speech, but I go back to the Tammy's pregnant announcement. It still gets me. Mm-hmm. And I, that was the, such a good moment. So I, I, I push it. I'm right with you with the eight and the, the baby scene gets me to a nine. Yeah. Oh, that's a, that's a good point. I didn't think about his, not his really a speech, but pure joy though. Yeah. I, and, oh, man, and, yeah. It's good stuff. He he handles a what could be a pretty difficult uh, news drop uh, very well, very, very well. admirably. So, I think nine is the right choice here for sure. Could have been a ten. Could have been a ten, but pretty close. All right, Julie in this episode, she's we get her making out with Matt. We get her not not a ton. Right? She's not a lot of Julie. Yeah, there's not really a whole lot to be seen. She's trying to convince Tammy to let her spend time in Dylan. Other than that, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, there's a scene where they're kissing and talking about Thanksgiving and Christmas. And yeah, I don't know. This one's a little tougher. She's kind of annoying. It's, but not nothing I'm gonna hate her about. Right. She's a she's a fifteen year old girl. I right. feel like she handles everything like a fifteen year old girl would. Yes. So yeah. I think it's only fair to just give her a, a zero. We're neutral on I agree. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I agree. She she behaves as as is expected. The big rig beer tally, we had no drinking. It was it was zero. the weakest state. So Focus. yeah. That was a good decision on Tim's part. Usually I would be disappointed, but I think Tim made the right decision. <laughs> we appreciate him following training rules. Uh, yes. the night the night after the championship could be let's yeah. assume. Yeah, for sure. Uh so that means on the season, we according to my figures, we ended with forty-three beers consumed by Tim Riggins. And that's not including implied beers. So implied you gotta say that's a pretty yeah. solid yeah. right. Right. Pretty good. All right. Well, we'll lock that in for the season then. Uh, let's go with our buddy Garrity sleazeball move of the week. Buddy was a real human being this yeah. episode. Yeah. I don't know that we had a real sleazeball moment of the week. Uh, the only thing that I can come up with is him in the moment uh, being upset that his daughter bought a car from uh, the competition. But yeah. <laughs> as it turns out, the competition right. actually sold her a junker. So it's. Yeah. yeah. He was rightfully concerned, but that that is pretty good though. There's there's probably other things to be concerned about when your daughter is like refusing to drive a car that you gave her. So, I mean, any other week there would be plenty of other things to choose from, right? But I think this week that's probably it. All right, uh, we've got some music cues to choose from here. Right. Um, I personally. I'm going to go with Devil Town just because of yes. its connection to to the pilot. But Anthony, why don't you uh, remind us of what else we had? Yeah, so we had the uh, the Dirty Blonde song "Walk Over Me" uh, that Lila is rocking out to as her car breaks down. Uh, we've got some Patty Labelle, Lady Marmalade, a little <laughs> classic. 
which ended up becoming kind of the defining song or a defining song of our generation. Uh, right. Cover for the, the Moulin Rouge soundtrack. <laughs> uh, but my, my pick is also going to be Devil Town. And I actually, I was just doing a little research because when I Shazammed it, it came up as by Tony Luca, yep. which I think I noted in an earlier episode. However, uh, looking on the IMDb, both episode one and episode 22 listed as being by a cover by Bright Eyes. So I'm not sure. I'm not sure who to believe. Bright Eyes has a cover and this is not the Bright Eyes version. Okay. Well, okay. There it is. It is Tony Luca. Right. Bright Eyes of uh, Midwest fame. Yeah. Omaha fame. Uh, I, especially with Corona happening this uh, year, I'm really bummed because I almost went to a Connor Oberst show in Omaha last summer. I actually had tickets and I ended up selling mm. them on StubHub because I couldn't find anybody to go with. But I always thought that would be a really cool thing to go to a, a Connor Oberst adjacent show in <laughs> yeah in Omaha in Omaha. And it was actually it was his is his band with Phoebe Bridgers, which is probably my favorite Connor oh. Oberst project. Yeah, I'm really actually. Like I said, especially with Corona, I'm really mad that I didn't go to that show. I'm really mad of, right. about all the shows that I haven't gone to <laughs> at the last minute. That's one that's that's pretty high on my list. Yeah, you and I have have tickets to a couple shows in summer of 2021 yes. now. <laughs> yeah, we've got a Matchbox COVID. 20 show and a Rage Against oh. the Machine show going up coming up that are yes, sir. Which I'm kind of happy about that because that was going to do in football football season. I had no chance of going. Doors oh, yeah. open a little bit now. <laughs> nice. uh, I and you, up, as a as a fellow child of the '90s and early 2000s, oh you also are, as almost everybody of our age group, owns a copy of yourself or someone like you. By Matchbox 20. Oh yeah, I had the starter pack of the Wallflowers, the Matchbox Twenty. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I got the Wallflowers CD pill. for. Yep. Uh, 50 cents on a garage sale. I'm pretty sure. And this is, this is 100%. I, I am not joking when I say I'm pretty sure I bought the wallflower CD from Zeke Heisinger's garage sale. Uh, I, interestingly enough, I also own that album. It's in my CD booklet in my car. Hmm? Um, I'm pretty sure I bought that, uh, like that CD for a dollar at puddle ducks. Interesting. (laughs) That's a great buy. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I couldn't pass it up. No. I know for sure wherever I bought it, I got it for very cheap. And that album's solid. They their next album is really solid too. Like the Wallflowers yeah. had, they're underrated. I'm yeah. a I'm a I'm a Wallflowers guy. Yeah. And we gotta assume that Matt Saracen is also a Wallflowers guy. Absolutely. For sure. It's and Matchbox son. 20. Yes. <laughs> uh I looked up Tony Luca. Uh that guy started on the Mickey Mouse Club as a child. Was a contestant on The Voice, which I remember one of the early seasons, oh uh, and now is forever immortalized in the pilot and season finale of season one of oh, Friday Night Lights. So, um, I do want to talk about this. I don't know if we'll have actually time for it in the episode, so you can cut if you want to. But I do want to talk about this because uh-huh. <laughs> I, I know that you you you'll know where I'm going with this eventually, <laughs> Josh. But I've watched exactly one episode of The Voice. Mm-hmm. Um, it was in 2012 or 2013. It was when I was living in my first apartment in Brookings. And my roommate's girlfriend came over because we had cable for like a hot second. Like literally, it's the only time I've had cable since I moved out of Platt. And it was like, we had it for like a month. And we were like, we are not getting our money's worth out of this. Cut it. 
um, my my roommate's girl, girlfriend came over and she was watching The Voice and Cupid of the Cupid Shuffle fame showed up there as a contestant. <laughs> what? And yeah, oh, it gets better. Did he sing he, it? He he came on as a contestant and they were like, "What do you want to sing?" And he's like, "I want to do my song, the Cupid Shuffle." <laughs> And he did it, and nobody turned around. <laughs> we didn't get chosen. And then, like, finally, like, you know, they do. I, I don't know. I've never watched the show outside of this, so I don't know how it works. But they do tr- eventually turn around. And CeeLo, like, is like, Cupid. <laughs> <laughs> and he basically is like, I didn't know times were this hard. Why didn't you call me? Oh, no. <laughs> it's, it's a very, like. Very oh. tough 15 minutes of television to watch. <laughs> Why did they do that? Why are you here? It is, and I, like a year ago, I tweeted about it because I, I, it just came into my mind and I thought about like, wow, that was a weird thing that I happened to see. And I couldn't find it on, I used to be able to find it on YouTube and I used to like send it to people because I, I brought this up <laughs> a lot. And I couldn't find it and I had to like, I, went, I found it on this like celebrity gossip blog. So you could still find it out there and it is brutal it is a tough thing to watch but it's also very funny yeah but you gotta know you can't come in and sing the cupid shuffle well that's what like everybody when they asked him what song you wanted to sing they were like are you sure they're like you know that's not really a song right well it's the worst, the worst part of it is like after that they're like do you like have another song you want to sing and he sings like let's get it on like the opening parts of let's get it on by marvin Gaye. yeah and christina aguilera is like She's like, dude, if you would have done this, like we would have turned around. So like, like they were so dumbfounded by the fact that he did this. like that anybody would come on and show you the Cupid Shuffle. It is I'm not a reality TV guy, and I'm definitely not like a, a competition reality TV kind of guy, but like, yeah. that is one of the most fascinating 15 minutes of television. Heartbreaking. Yeah, it is the whole thing is a bummer, but it's it's something I got to assume that he does not get compensated for all the times that song is played at wedding dances. But if that dude did, he'd be rich. He'd be so rich. Yeah. If I mean, basically every time that white people are gathered to dance, I'm telling you Mm -hmm. the way to light up a dance floor with a bunch of white women from 28 to 56, (laughs) you play the Cupid shuffle. It's like, it's like a drug to my wife. She hears the Cupid shuffle and she can be passed out, falling asleep, and I gotta go. I, gotta go. <laughs> I don't know. It is. I you know, I, I've done my my share of DJing, especially for middle school dances over the past few years. Oh, yeah. And uh, even even for the the twelve to fifteen year old crew. It's a banger, um, man. You, you keep that one in your back pocket for for when things are dying down a little bit. Yep. yep. It's instant. It's a, it's a shot of adrenaline straight to the heart. So (laughs) I hope he's doing better. Yeah. I hope so too. I think about Cupid a lot because of that. (laughs) The music video for Cupid shuffle is awful. I didn't even realize (laughs) that. It's like a news reporter talking about this dance craze and then just starts. (laughs) All right, I'll have to look that up. Yeah. 
All right. So that's our uh, notable music cues for the week. Um, no Cupid Shuffle. I don't even remember how we talked about I don't know the how voice. We voice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, our outdated pop culture reference, I believe, was the PSP. Yep. For um, sure. The PSP. Chase, you you uh, brought us a whole section of I just pop culture. I'd be curious. I don't if the West Canaan was a, a shot across the bow to Varsity Blues, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I didn't catch that, but yeah, that's good too. Yeah. I believe quote of the episode then yes. is where, where we're at. We've got some, we've got some nominations here. Uh, Landry coming in hot this week. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't know what all, uh, the rest of you guys got. I have got two Landry's and a grandma Saracen. Yeah. Very nice. Grandma Saracen. I don't know if she'll ever have another opportunity to get, quarter of the week so i almost feel sorry for her but i she's not gonna get it this episode um so we'll start with her with the uh oh my is that tyra did you bring the booze yep <laughs> i also like the touch of grandma having like chocolate on her lips for most of the car ride <laughs> yeah yep. i i didn't realize it took me a moment i thought maybe she was having like a herpes outbreak or something <laughs> But I noticed because there was like some, well, as I mean, it's a show with a lot of close-ups. And so I was like, what's yeah. grandma's lips? Yeah. Is is the erotic chocolate. <laughs> That's a turn I did not. <laughs> it stays with you for life, Chase. I don't know if you know that. I, I've heard that. <laughs> I'll throw in a buddy. Uh, yeah. The the it was literally like I think uh what what's the actor's name? Brad Leland. Yeah. Yeah. I, I almost feel like it was Brad Leland just uh ad living. Just ad living because it literally like the audio was like a like on a whole different level than everything yeah. else that happened yeah. before and after it. But when Buddy says we're being punished, I know it. It's the curse of Voodoo. <laughs> That's a good one. I'll I'll put that nomination in there. Yeah, I I like that one. Yeah, um, I got um another Grandma Saracen when they were talking about their menstruation, and she, she tells them, <laughs> "Oh yeah, I had my last hot flash in 1990." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's a good one. Gra- Grandma Saracen was really on something there in the she car. Was re- oh, she was she funny. was she was really bringing it. If only Landry weren't <laughs> so hot in this episode. <laughs> Grandma Saracen might have had a chance. Yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. My, my um, top three are, are way above those, though. Yeah. Of course, going back to Landry, as he's greeting Mindy, as yep. he arrives at the clubhouse. Oh, hey, Mindy. How's the stripping going? <laughs> <laughs> that was a laugh out loud line. For Great sure. Line. Oh, yeah. Great line. I, that was a, I had to pause it and <laughs> quick write that out line. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, I love that you did the whole quote, and I'm going to let you do it again because <laughs> all I got on mine was I'm going to be playing some sexy Chris Victoria. <laughs> I lost it, but please, Anthony, one more time. All right, for the really folks back, this is good. Tyra Collette and yours truly, we're going to be driving alone, or we're going to be driving in the car alone for four straight hours. <laughs> I'm going to be playing some sexy Cruise of Victorious <laughs> and we're going to be eating on these very fine, delicate, erotic chocolates. <laughs> and this may be the single most defining moment of my life 
<laughs> so you might have to tell your grandma to take the damn bus. <laughs> oh my! Fantastic. Yeah, that one takes it for me for yeah. sure. Every yeah. moment of that quote is yeah. just. Yeah, I gotta throw in the Tyras because I, I, it was, it's really funny if you go back and watch it too. Is when Landry's working her, working her, go out and talk to her, and she puts the one on. Hi, cheating cheerleader, bitch. You want to ride? <laughs> <laughs> I laughed out loud. It was great, but yeah, Landry, Landry's is, he's on fire. Oh my, yeah. And it was the it was the sexy cruci- sexy crucifixorious oh. that really. Yeah, solidified yeah. it for We're not brought it all together. I mean, but everything about it, we got yeah. the tire clip and yours truly. I really got a chuckle out of yours truly. <laughs> and then you got sexy crucifixorious, the exotic e- eating erotic. on these very fine, delicious, delicate, erotic chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> eating on that's what he said yeah he says we're gonna be eating on these very fine no. delicate erotic chocolates <laughs> gosh that's gross <laughs> and this may be the single most defining moment of my life yes even every, that is like, so good every line you think like he's not gonna get better than this on this and he <laughs> does he just tops it tops it and it just or if even if he doesn't top it it still is just, just fantastic so good. That's yeah. a good one. All right. Well, gentlemen, Ooh. that brings us to our, our episode rating. Uh, just to review, we, in the past couple of weeks, the past five weeks, we have not gone lower than an eight. We've had an eight, a nine, an eight, a 10, and an eight. What do you think? I mean, we're definitely keeping in that range for sure. Yeah, there's 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 yeah. no way that this is going lower than an eight. Just to Josh, I'm tempted to throw this guy back at you. <laughs> Kobe. It's a ten. <laughs> yeah. I'm gonna throw I'm I, I gotta say this is an excellent episode yes. of, of television and, I, and an excellent episode of Friday Night Lights. I I think this episode's a ten. I yeah. gotta say, I just gotta gonna, look quick at what our previous ten was. Yeah, I was oh, gonna ask you that. what episode uh, Mudbowl was the last ten. Yeah, for sure. I would say I like Mudbowl better, but they're both tens. I yeah. agree with you. I agree. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I this. I I think it's got to be a ten. You've got you've got so much humor at the beginning. You have the whole state thing going on. You've got the Tammy and Coach pregnancy scene that's just a yeah nominal scene mm-hmm. eight game is entertaining there's some parts that we can pick apart but um really what i think makes this the 10 the ending is done so well that yep. the devil town clip yep. is really ominous it's okay why why is that played right now you don't you there's so many unanswered questions it really sets up season two Mm-hmm. So, yeah i agree it's got i'm, I'm gonna go 10 yep so there you have it folks another another perfect episode yep. of friday night lights and we're all in agreement there it's unanimous it's a 10 uh season one man i i i forgot i knew that this was one of my favorite shows but man uh this has kind of 
refreshed my memory and maybe even bumped it up a little bit yeah. in in my uh, rankings of favorite TV shows. We we kind of had this talk a few episodes ago, a few weeks ago, Josh. Of like we we talked about favorite ep- or favorite TV shows. Period. I think as far as television seasons go, for me, it's like the upper ep- upper echelon. Like the top tier for me of television shows is like season one, Friday Night Lights, season two of the original Twilight Zone, season one of True Detective, Ooh. season six of The Simpsons, and I don't need, uh, season one of Fargo. Like would be like yeah. my top tier. Like it doesn't get much better than these these seasons yeah. of TV. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I. Oh, that's good. But I. I don't know why I want to go there, and I might be really wrong, but. Riggins, I want to say the Riggins senior year season is phenomenal. Yeah, season three is is. I didn't I didn't want to get ahead of ourselves. Right, I don't. Yep. But I remember, and I'm I'm really excited to get back into that season. And Chase, we'll 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 maybe have to call you back for an episode or two in that season I'm because because <laughs> I th- this was really fun. We loved having a guest. This is our you're you're our first guest that we've had and. And I think you, you fit in pretty well <laughs> with the show. <laughs> um, I'm, I've only watched season three once, but I remember it as a very, very strong season. There's some very vivid scenes that I still remember. Today yeah. that, wow. Mm-hmm. Um, I also thought it too, like when I was thinking, this is to me, I like when I think of my, if I'm putting my top five out there, this well, rewatching this reminds me Friday Night Lights is right there. The Sopranos had some killer season. Mm-hmm. Game of Thrones and its prime was just wiped you out. True Detective season one. But I also thought of like all those shows that are my favorite. They have that theme song that you can't skip over in Friday mm-hmm. Night Lights. I have to listen to it. Yeah. I have to go through the whole thing. I love it. You, you hear that music, that sound, and you're sucked right in when i restarted this because of you guys put that disc in and it started i went oh <laughs> yeah oh, that's yeah. kind of point. i i hadn't thought of that i don't think we've skipped and maybe it's maybe a time or two it's because of me taking notes that i've only like even considered skipping the, the track right. and i didn't have to stop but i i don't think we've ever skipped the um just don't the theme song and and yeah yeah the all those seasons or shows that that i had named previously yeah. Um, and the shows that you've named, yeah, that's, that's the music of it is just, mm-hmm. it gets you right away. Mm-hmm. Well, Chase, uh, we're going to keep you on speed dial for all of our consulting needs for uh, <laughs> high school football coach and also high school football coach family issues. Uh, any questions that come up, uh, don't be surprised if Friday night late you get a call. <laughs> I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> So, yeah, man, great having you on. Uh, thanks for being such a dedicated listener and such a great uh, first guest on the show. We really appreciate it and uh, had a good time, man. Yes, thank you for the invite. Like I said, anyone just getting to this or kind of into this, you need to check all these episodes out. Has been the highlight of my summer. It's And it, and it really does. If you're new to the show, getting to listen to something like this, really gives you so many different viewpoints that you never would think of and so entertained. You guys have been awesome. Yeah, Thank you so much for letting me come on and 
have fun for a couple hours. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, and if, if my calculations are correct, you, you mentioned it's major summer. This episode is going to air November 6th. Right. <laughs> so we're going to make some winter. Yeah. <laughs> we're going to make an autumn and a winter yeah. <laughs> for folks as well. Which could be great because that's right around state championship, boys. That's oh. true. That's true. Nice. Yeah, we did that on purpose. Yeah, there you go. For sure. I'm just going to throw a plug in. Uh, Thanksgiving is one of my favorite seasons. Uh, make sure you get a hold of a DVD or Blu-ray copy if one exists of Son-in-Law and The Last Waltz. That's Those <laughs> oh. are my two traditional Thanksgiving movies. Always watch Son-in-Law and The Last Waltz on Thanksgiving. So uh, get a hold of those. Amen to Son-in-Law. Yeah. Would you say that you're the number that you are Polly Shore's number one fan? Not even Polly Shore. Would you say that your son-in-law's number one fan? I was just yeah. about to say I don't think I'm uh Polly Shore's number one fan. I will say I am if I'm not the number one son-in-law fan, I'm up there because <laughs> I absolutely adore that movie. I really right. All right. Well, uh, I was going to say look for that podcast, but you can already go back in the archives of the So Much Movies podcast and hear Anthony talk about Son-in-Law. That's already been done. (laughs) Yeah. Which is also very good. That was an excellent episode. (laughs) I can remember where I listened to that episode. (laughs) All right, gentlemen, it's been a pleasure. Uh, We will catch you all next week when we start up on season two. Let's touch God this time, boys. Let's touch God.